G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm back with part two of my interview on property investry with Tyrone Shum podcast. I love to listen to, you should check it out. And in this interview, we go into some of my more current thinking on philosophies on property investment, how I've arrived at believing in quality over quantity, as well as lots of my other experiences along the way. So it should be a really good episode. Let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. And it's really the compounding over the longer term that's going to give you the wealth to actually change your life. So those quick gains that you make, it might be more than you make in one year's salary, but and it does help you kind of build up some capital and, and get into better investments. But yeah, compounding's where you really end up changing your life. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we're back with the Managing Director of Investors Edge Real Estate, Jared Mann. He'll detail the importance of being patient and buying for quality instead of quantity. As well as this, he'll show that it's okay to change mentors when they are no longer serving you and explain what it truly means to be a person of value. When we last spoke to Man, he was telling the unbelievable story of a tenant going to the extreme to avoid some fees. Now, let's hear how he bounced back from the situation. I was doing a renovation project, one of them at the time and I had a really experienced investor named Denise around to give me some advice on what to do and, and I got all of her trades and contacts and stuff to do the renovation so she really helped out and I knew that she used to be a property manager and she'd done many more renovations and it was really a seasoned investor to, to tell, she helped me see that there is this profit that is possible like she'd grown a a very decent portfolio and kind of just showed me gave me hope again (laughs) so she was going in and troubleshooting and trying to fix other businesses rent uh, rental portfolios so she was a bit disillusioned with the property management industry herself and by that stage she was just going in and, and fixing up people's businesses for them so we became really good friends and she ended up asking me if I'd be interested in starting a property management focused agency and I'd never even given the idea thought to be honest and I'd, I'd tried to change manager a few times and didn't find the right ones and no one had sort of that investment mindset that I wanted and everyone was property management back then was like a back of office thing where the sales agents were the stars of the office and the property management was neglected and it would have pretty inexperienced juniors and it just wasn't given the attention or the focus that it, it is today by the property management specialists that we sort of now have. 
So it was her idea to start Investors Edge Real Estate and I came up with that name, I think, when I was in the shower one time, <laughs> as you do. And um, that was in part uh, what I was... I was already on leave from my engineering job and not knowing exactly what I was going to do. I wanted to do property full time and I thought, well, if I can help other people with their investing and go through their learning cycles and give them the kind of property management service that I wanted, that was really my main inspiration and I thought if I can be in property all day and I love it this much, then that was a big massive turning point for me. Of course, starting any business is going to be difficult. But Man underestimated just how hard it would be. I had no business experience and I had no experience as a real estate agent and there was massive learning curves and it took a really long time to get traction. But I went and met up with a lot of the investors I knew and I put it out on the Summersoft Property Investment Forums. Um, I used to organize meetups um, so that I could find out how other investors were successful and also speak to them about what they were wanting for their from their property managers. So similar to... My job as an engineer, I just went around asking everyone, what would you want in a service and, you know, what things would make you choose a, someone as a property manager and, you know, why would you leave your existing one? And I basically then just designed or engineered the service based on everyone else's feedback and we've continued to do that every year. We survey our clients and I love reading every single survey and, you know, going deep into their frustrations and their ideas for how I can improve the business and then we go back and tell them all the things we've done that they suggested and they love that too. So that sort of iterative, just giving people what they want and using their ideas and I did the same with sort of business coaches and other people that I surrounded ourselves with to make the business a success. So yeah, 14 years on now, we, um, we're one of the most awarded property managers in Australia and we're one of the most highly rated on Google in Perth. So it's... Um, I, I pinch myself like that I'm in a job I love. We're helping so many investors get ahead and improve their lives and like that's a big part of my why as to why I come to work now. Since finding his groove in property investment, Mahan values the strategy of investing for quality, not quantity. I was more about buying quantity of properties previously and and I was also about you know trying to force appreciation of value through renovation and building and I was often very impatient with um, my whole approach to investing and very short-term focused. So I often think if I went back and just bought, instead of buying multiple properties, bought the highest, a higher quality property and had a longer term focus to things and let compounding do its work, that I might be a hell of a lot better off because I wouldn't have paid as many taxes I wouldn't have put so much effort into you know that adding value and and actively being in property and yes I learned a lot and it got me where I am today so I don't regret it but also I now lean more towards uh, evidence-based selection of properties and buying the higher quality of property that you can afford and letting compounding do its work over the long term and so I'm more thinking about a forever hold and does this property is this gonna be a great legacy to leave to my kids and do I see this property doubling and tripling in the next 20 to 30 years and that's more how I'm approaching my investing these days. Man even used this strategy when buying his family home. And so we went about choosing our home that way recently and that's done very well. 
over the last, so we bought in, it was in December 2020, so quite recently. And in the 18, oh, how many months has it been? Well, yeah, about 18 months. So next door just sold for 350 odd thousand higher than what we paid. And it was, it's proven to be a really great selection and did 20 odd percent in over a year. And part of that um, choice was I wanted to put the hat on as an investor when choosing the family home and not approach it separately. So we got our daughter into a really great school, but there's the proven history of performance in this suburb and it's more of a steady growth performer, not doesn't go through crazy levels of you know growth and then have nothing for for 10 years. It's more of a steady, good, longer-term performer. When looking for his family home, Mahan was thinking like an investor and had made a list of criterias. I went really deep into formulating an ideal criteria um, over the last few years. Again, not creating all these ideas myself, but you know, getting stuck into other people's uh, books and other people's podcasts and, you know, take some ideas from them, <laughs> some ideas from them, some ideas from them. Then I've got my ideal criteria and now all my clients um, use that for overlaying on their purchases too. So I, I did a lot of research studies as well as to what difference a quality school makes compared to a non-quality school catchment, like when the, when the suburbs are even next to each other. And typically, in that case, in Perth, it's made like around a 2% difference in the average annual growth rate over time. So when you also look at other factors, like I did another study into what difference does being next to the coast or water or water give to the suburb and it also equated to around a 2% difference as well in the average annual growth rate and this is all kind of reflected when you look back at the past growth rates of an area and if those things haven't changed, then it's more than likely that it's going to benefit the area in growth moving forward as well. So I'm more trying to focus on those ideal criteria that, that are going to give growth in the future and it can be adopted at the lower end budgets as well as the upper end budgets to choose between um, suburbs. So, Although a 2% growth rate may sound small, over time, it can be a substantial difference. Over 30 years on a $500,000 purchase, the difference of 2% is $1.1 million. So, once I got that, like, and then when you combine that with thinking on a forever hold, getting that extra incremental 1% or 2%, imagine applying that across a whole portfolio. That's where life-changing wealth is made. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we learn about the mentors that Jared Mann has had along his journey. At different stages, I've had different mentors that I can't that get me to a certain place, and then you know I feel like I'm not I've got a diminishing return from them. He shares some of his top resources. Well, my favourite one um, is the Wealthy Gardener. We'll hear the best advice that he has ever received. That stuck with me, and. And it's really helped me in my darker times of when the market's been down or I've had, you know, difficult things to do. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharm and you're listening to Property Investory. Story. 
Hey there. Over the years, I've built up a portfolio of properties and it's been great to see capital growth. But the challenge I face is the passive income has been quite poor, providing a net return of 3 to 4% per annum. I'd have to buy at least 10 properties or more to generate $100,000 per year. Now, if I had the cash to buy these outright, which I didn't, then I need the help of banks and as they wouldn't lend me more, I was stuck. This is when I start looking into alternative investments where I could use my equity and cash to generate 25 to 30% per annum returns and fast track my passive income goal. In a short space of two years, I've been able to achieve this goal and have tripled my passive income instead. Now, if you want to learn more on how I did this, SMS me your name and email address on 0488 88 31 32 and I'll send you a free report explaining how I did it. Man has had multiple mentors throughout the different stages of his property investment journey. I looked at my Audible account the other day and I've read, <laughs> listened to 330 odd books and at different stages I've had different mentors that I can't, that get me to a certain place and then you know, I feel like I'm not, I've got a diminishing return from them. So I usually find that I'm with a mentor or a coach for like one or two years. Um, these days, I think running the podcast is just, I end up speaking to the people I interview for 30 to 60 minutes before doing the recording and picking their brains. And, and that's my favorite way to get access to great thinkers in this space. So it's hard to pinpoint 21, but it's it's all together in my mixing bowl. He mentioned that he has a habit of listening to a lot of audiobooks. He has listened to over 300. So what books stood out to him? Well, my favorite one um, is The Wealthy Gardener. And I don't think many um, Australians know about it, but it's um, it covers like the sort of the internal journey towards wealth and the principles for success. And it's told with an engaging story so it's part fiction story and part non-fiction where he lays out the principles and I'm so um, obsessed with this uh, book that I listen to it when I'm going to sleep each night (laughs) so I've read it probably four or five times and I just find it narrated to be very calming too so I'm uh, really tapping into my subconscious as I'm going to sleep you can't listen to a book if it excites you when you're going to sleep so I'm now I've now listened to it enough that it's calming. As well as lessons from all the books that he's read, Man has been taught lessons from the people in his life. I don't know who told me, it might have even been my business partner, but when we were having our difficult times and you know, early on, I was really just trying to prove myself and become a success and, and I think it was Denise that said to me that, you know, try not to become a man of success but a man of value and it was Albert Einstein that originally said it and that's just... I don't know if it was Denise that told me, but that stuck with me and it's really helped me in my darker times of when the market's been down or I've had, you know, difficult things to do. If I can just be of value to other people and then I will receive what I'm worth and, yeah, that's really changed my life. There's so many dimensions to it. So being of value to others can have many dimensions like it's not and it can be applied from the the discussion you have 
with your barista in the morning to the client that you're helping that day to, you know, your friends and everything. With all the lessons that Man has learned over the years, he has some advice of his own. Probably just hang in there that the roller coaster will all be worth it and everything moves in cycles. So I didn't understand just how important the cycles were to business and investing and especially in Perth. I didn't appreciate that we were, because we had one of the biggest booms in history, I didn't appreciate that we would have to have had one of the bigger corrections too in history. And the next five years is going to be so different to the last five and I can already see that we're going to have our time in the sun ahead. And I'm just so glad that I've stuck in there because now I'm getting the rewards and getting that the roller coasters coming back up and the cycles ca- turning around again and it's uh, still been forgotten a bit and we're now the lowest priced capital city in Australia where we've got the love but we've got the best fundamentals so we've got the lowest unemployment we've got the highest surplus to our government budget I don't know if you saw like there's eight billion dollar surplus and four billion coming from GST we've had one of the safest COVID periods even though we had locked everyone out of our state <laughs> You also look at our rental yields, they're the highest in Australia of any capital and you combine that with affordability. Uh, The last couple of months we've seen a lot of investors coming that were planning to buy in Brisbane. Now Brisbane's become overpriced and their floods have put a lot of people off. We're seeing wave move over here now and it's been coming for a long time but it it seems to finally be here and I think still think there's a lot of uh, value buying for investors and that's why I'm still buying here personally as well. So, Jared, how much of your success out of your whole property journey that you've you know been through right now, how much of your success is due to intelligence, skill and hard work and how much do you think is because of luck? Good question. <laughs> I, I think probably initially my success was more from the hard work and the burning desire to create a better life for myself. But after 14 years in the business of property, I've developed probably a lot of more experience and skills to draw on so I I think it's a combination but then when you look at luck as well like if I didn't meet my previous business partner Denise at an an investor networking function I wouldn't have investors edge and I wouldn't be in the position that I am to help so many other investors and I also met my wife when she was acting as a settlement agent on one of my sales so we're chatting to her over the phone and I looked her up on Facebook and she was single and next time when we were coordinating the settlement, I asked her to catch up for coffee and, uh, you know, that's all she wrote. So, you know, 11 years later, we're, we're still together and have a beautiful daughter. So, if there's not luck in meeting those two sort of key partnerships that I've had, yeah, I have to pinch myself and thank myself for being that lucky too. Just a reminder that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature as we don't know your specific situation. You should always seek professional advice before taking any action. For free market reports on your suburbs of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorsedge.com.au slash join. And finally, 
make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group to be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors, get help to your questions, and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group.